Section 11 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834 to 1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 11 Physiographic Essays. It is in the pages on the land forms of the Plateau Province that one finds some of Powell's best physiographic presentation, much better than in two later essays on physiographic processes and physiographic features, which he contributed to the series of National Geographic Monographs in 1895. These monographs were intended for school teachers of physical geography, who were then, as they are still, in too large a proportion very imperfectly trained in their science, and who therefore needed, as they still need, only elementary essays, presenting specific examples in simple language. Whatever Powell's earlier experience in teaching school may have contributed to his style of presentation, his later experience as leader of exploring expeditions and as organizer and director of large scientific bureaus did not adapt it to the needs of the readers here appealed to. The simple style in which cliffs and canyons are described in the Colorado River Report is replaced in these two essays by an elaborate, sometimes an extravagant, manner of statement little suited to school teachers. They are literal readers and must have been mystified by such sentences as, quote, The purple cloud is painted with dust and the sapphire sky is adamant on wings. Or, with the revolving moon, the tides sweep back and forth across the surface of the sea and alternately lash the shores with their crested waves. End quote. And it was certainly disappointing to those who had labored to introduce the principles of uniformitarian geology into geography to find the authority of Powell back of a statement telling, quote, how fire, earthquake, and flood have been involved in fashioning the land and sea. Quote. The small attention given to marine processes in Powell's official reports, written in the environment of a broad continental interior, was natural enough, but the scanty systematic treatment that these processes received in comparison with the attention given to rain and rivers in the essay on physiographic processes was as little appropriate as the insufficient discussion of river work and the exaggerated consideration of marine processes by certain earlier transatlantic writers of a more insular environment. The third essay of this series, on the physiographic regions of the United States, is better than the other two. The subdivisions of our country into provinces, as they are presented, has been often used by later writers, and must in its larger features be permanently adopted because it is based on underground structure as the prime element in physiographic classification rather than on an empirical examination of surface features, independent of their origin, such as had been accepted in earlier years when geographers and geologists hardly had a speaking acquaintance with one another. The correlation of structure and form in the Plateau region had been admirably set forth in the Uinta report by means of a block diagram, facing page 14, 
which marked an immense advance over the black-bodied profiles then in common use, and even today unhappily not extinct. The same report had clearly separated the basin ranges, the plateaus, and the Rocky Mountains, quote, first desert valleys between naked ridges, second high plateaus severed by profound gorges, and third massive high mountains with shining snowfields. This is supplemented in the Physiographic Regions report by the statement that the Rocky Mountains terminate in northern New Mexico, where the basin ranges stretch far southeastward to meet the southwestern border of the Great Plains. Subordinate changes in Powell's boundaries and subdivisions may of course be made, as in the interpolation of the group of domed mountains in western North Carolina between the Piedmont Plateau and the Appalachian Ridges, or in the separation of the highlands of northern Minnesota and upper Michigan from the lake plains farther southeast. But in the main, the demarcation of the provinces here indicated in text and map constitutes a permanent advance in American physiography. How singular that a practiced observer, keen enough to see that the Rocky Mountains end southward in New Mexico, should not have, as a writer for teachers, moderated the hyperbolic peroration which in the last lines of this essay described the California coast ranges as a province, quote, where the balm of the tropics bathes the winter with verdure and boreal zones boon the summer with zephyrs, end quote. It was in the connection with the explanatory or rational description of landforms in terms of their past history as dependent on underground rock structure and external erosive processes that Powell ingeniously applied his analytical method in a reverse direction, as if confident that a good rule must work both ways, for he frequently inferred the past history of a district from its present form. The reading of past history from depositional records had long been a standard method in geology. Reading past history from erosional records was a novelty. This is well illustrated in his conclusion that while each basin range is but a small residuary fragment of the great inclined block from which it had been carved, yet when compared to the Kaibab or the Uinta, the erosion of the basin range ridges sinks into insignificance. Hence, we are forced to conclusion that the conditions for great erosion now found in the basin ranges have existed but for a short period. Uinta Paper, pages 33-34. This principle has had wide application in later years. End of section 11.